dispatch, this is Mindy at ME Flow. Coming to terms with an old heating unit is tough. I know because I've been there. I tried to get my old unit to last just one more winter, longest winter of my life. So trust me, if you need to replace your heater, just call ME Flow. My team is on time, total pros, and can take care of any type of heater replacement. Visit meflow.com to schedule a free estimate. ME Flow. One call, one company. Terms and conditions apply. Well, I gotta get back to it. Dispatch, this is Mindy, go ahead. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of 30 Minute Reviews. I am Adam. So, uh, the calendar reflects that we're going to do Sin Street this week. Originally it was going to be Blades of Glory because the movie Distant was supposed to open this weekend. I don't know if it still is or not. I'm, I'm, I know that that's not my priority this weekend. My priority this weekend is um, the uh, women talking. Which, considering I'm recording this on Saturday morning and the Oscar nominations come out the day that this episode goes up. I don't know if it's nominated for Best Picture yet, but indications lean toward it will be nominated for Best Picture um, from what, I, what I've been reading and what I've been seeing. So that was something that I wanted to get to see first. So Distant, even if it is coming out this weekend, which I'm not 100% certain it is getting a wide release, was happening. And the reason why Distant and Blades of Glory are related is because the director of the Blades of Glory, uh, Scott uh, Beckin-Woods, um... Scott Beck, and I don't remember the last, the first name of Woods, but they directed Blades of Glory, and then they also directed Distant. Um, so I was like, all right, the directors are the same, we'll put that up. And then I'm like, all right, let me see if I can find Blades of Glory somewhere. So I'm looking on various um, streaming services, and I have so many streaming services at this point that I don't, that they're coming out of my ears. I, I couldn't find it anywhere. Couldn't find it on a streaming service. So I'm like, Let's see what else we can do instead, because I don't really want to pay for this movie, having just paid for, um, what was it last week? Uh, searching last week. Not to say searching was bad or not worth the money, but I didn't want to pay for it again. So what we have here instead, what we're going to do is we're going to do Sing Street, and Peter and I, we're going to get together and, and do Sing Street. Because, for those of you who don't know, on, on Beware of Spoilers... Sing Street was one of the first movies we did that we went into with very few expectations, and we got into a free screening uh, through GoFobo. And if you if you don't have GoFobo, um, I would definitely recommend checking it out. It will link you to advanced screenings of movies. Um, not necessarily press, not press events, but like events to get people to get interest generated. I got into that, and then I think one other one ever I've been invited to, and that was Gifted, but... When I got there, I didn't get it. That's another story, though. I ended up seeing Logan for a second time that night. Um, but we were going to do Sing Street because, um, you know, uh, John Carney has a new movie debuting at Sundance this week. And we didn't, I, we were going to do record that. Um, unfortunately, I had something come up and I have to go somewhere the day we were supposed to record. And he's got a busy schedule and... I have a busy schedule, so we couldn't quite line it up. Um, and I didn't want to do Sing Street alone. Maybe we'll just save the Sing Street episode for when um, for when the movie comes out in theaters for a wider audience. But for, for right now, we needed something for this week. Um, and I didn't have time to watch a movie or um, what's it called? watch a movie and, and then do a review of it. So what we're going to do instead is I'm going to upload an old episode of Beware of Spoilers that Peter and I did back in 2016, 2017. Um, it is John Wick Chapter 
too, um, which um, I recall liking a lot. And as we get closer to John Wick Chapter 4 in March, I think it's time we start looking back at John Wick a little bit and starting to, to get reacquainted with that world. Um, so, so without anything further on that note, please enjoy this discussion of John Wick Chapter 2 that was recorded the weekend it came out, I believe. If not the weekend it came out, the week after it came out. I don't remember the exact date, but it was around that time. So with that, enjoy. Welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I'm Adam. And I'm Peter. Uh, so, well, let's see. We haven't been here for a while since uh, Star Wars. And even wow. that, we didn't have a dedicated episode for. We did a weird a crossover among multiple shows that have the same cast. So I don't know if that counts as a crossover. Um, that was crazy. Yeah, it was the pe- People lit. went wild. Lit, with a capital T. Um... <laughs> So, uh, this week, we're back with John Wick, um, the second movie of 20, uh, 2017 to star Ruby Rose from Orange is the New Black. What was she also in? I forgot what the other one was. Uh, Triple X, Return of Zavage. The They're um, doing that on um, How Did This Get Made? They're going to do that movie. It's like good. the first time they've done a movie in theaters. Yeah, I... I that was a disaster, but fortunately, we're breaking the the cycle. We haven't had a good movie that came out uh, this early in the year in a while. Um, isn't? Would you agree with that? Or, uh, like, I think no. The Witch came out early in the year last year, but this early, like this this February, February beginning of February, early. Yeah, it came out in February because I was yeah. in Seattle on. Uh, oh yeah, TV, that's true. And that's what I saw it. I saw that's this true. movie in the same theater. It's my favorite movie theater because. Everything is like super loud, mm-hmm. but the sound mixing is really good. So it doesn't, it's not like too much, but it's really loud while you're in the theater. I used to go to the Regal up in Albany, as Peter well knows, because we've seen quite a few movies there. By the way, do you know how many movies away from seeing 20? Uh, well, okay. Do you know how many movies we've seen in a Regal theater this year? Well, I've seen how many? 15 since last May. It's a lot. Yeah. Well, no, because it also counts times you buy tickets for other people. Uh, so like I bought three tickets to go see Suicide Squad, and I bought two to see um, Independence Day Resurgence. Um, which actually, the way I felt coming out of this movie is very similar to how I felt leaving Independence Day Resurgence. I didn't. Uh, I like this better than Independence Day. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I had the same feeling of I went in expecting X, Y, and Z. I got X, Y, and Z. What more could I ask for? Like. When you go into Independence Day Resurgence, like I said when we did the review of it, if you if you went in expecting anything more than campy science fiction movie stupidity, you're going to be disappointed because the original Independence Day is a big budget sci-fi original movie. So like, yeah. if you went in expecting like Star Wars, then you'd be you were going to be disappointed. But this, I went in expecting a really good action movie. And I came out like that. That was sad. I, I feel satisfied after. Like I didn't feel short short changed. It didn't exceed my expectations because I already had my expectations high enough. But I I, I felt satisfied after leaving the movie. My <clears throat> my expectations were definitely higher going into this. Um. Then, um what did I say? Then um. Independence, Independence Day. Day. I went Independence Day with low, very like somewhat low expectations. Well, that's true. 
Well, Independence Day, you, you have to subdue it going in because it's like, there's, there's no way this is going to come back. Um, so, yeah, so let's talk about the previews before the movie. I was, I was just trying to look up one of them that I saw. Um, uh, I think it's going to be the worst movie of 2017. Is it the Tupac movie? No, it's the one with Nicholas Holt. Uh, he um, when you think of Nicholas Holt, is the first thing you think is the first thing you think of um, lead man in an action movie. Um, I think side whiny side character in an action nope. movie. Get ready, <laughs> he has his own action movie. Nice, and it looked like the it lo- I thought it was a joke. Like I thought it was a like a fake movie for a commercial. Like, like one of those, like one of those, like uh, what was it called? Um, like the fake Eminem movie they show. Or like silence your cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought it'd be that, like that, and they're gonna turn and it would be like, oh, haha. But it was so bad, and it was like even more sad because you could tell he was like trying. Uh, Anthony Hopkins and um, what? Uh, what's the guy that played Gandhi? Idris Elba. No, Gandhi. Oh, not Nelson Mandela. <laughs> he what was movie? also in. What Iron movie Man was Gandhi in? Your favorite. Oh, 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 uh, Ben Kingston. Yeah, I, sorry, I thought you would know him for other things. Uh, well, Ben Kingsley's in it too, and he's basically playing the same character as he played in Iron Man three, like, but not the Mandarin, like his real character. Uh huh. Um, and it's him and Anthony Hopkins just look like they're joking around, and they're just like, "Oh, let's get a giant paycheck." Like, yeah, exactly. And but you can tell Nicholas Holt is trying really hard. <laughs> and it's really sad. Like, there's one part where, um, like, everyone was laughing in the theater as the trailer was going on. There's one part where he meets the girl and, like, she says, I love you. And she's just like, and he turns to her and he's just like, No one's ever told me that before. In That's real a real life. line. Then it's like, there's so many, like, shitty things. I can't even remember what the name of the Collide. That's what the movie is called. I recommend watching the trailer. That's mm-hmm. how bad it is. Um, what the call? I had a few trailers that made me feel differently than I did when I watched it at home. Uh, Ghost in the Shell. Did they show that one for you? No, I still have not seen that trailer. Um, Ghost in the Shell. When I heard they were announcing the movie, and it was going to be made by Disney. Have you ever seen the original Ghost in the Shell? I watched the trailer for the original one, but I've not seen it. Okay. Um, I watched the original Ghost in the Shell, and I don't want to sound like a like one of those like anime fan voice is like, how fucking dare they make this into a live-action movie? Um, which happens anytime this happens, like, when Dragon Ball Evolution got made. That I actually did get legitimately pissed off about, but, um... Then it's like they made, uh, Attack on Titan, and that wasn't good, and now they're making this. Um... And they're making this. Isn't Scarlett Johansson the lead? Scarlett Johansson is playing the major. That's not my problem with it, because the major... Okay, the, um, the major has always looked the the major doesn't look Asian. Well, it's an and, anime. So well, well, no, but she she looks Caucasian. Like, like she looks she doesn't look Asian. She looks Caucasian, which that's not even the point. My problem is, um, if I wanted to see a Black Widow movie, I would have waited until Marvel eventually relents and makes a Black Widow movie, or I would watch Lucy, or Under the Skin. Was not the movie she was in. Yeah. Yeah. Any of those would have been would have done the same thing. And here, the problem with this movie is, it it they seem to be under like ignoring the the philosophical aspects of it. 
which is what made the original Ghost in the Shell great. The original Ghost in the Shell is how much of you is you? Because it's about people who are, the original movie is about people who are jacked into this, um, like the Matrix. And they pilot oh. the shell, which is a, a which, the, 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 the exoskeleton, like the end, uh, exoskeleton. Uh, was it like that Bruce Willis uh, movie? Uh, which one? There was that shitty Bruce Willis movie where everyone has like robots that they've used to walk around in real life with, and everyone mm-hmm. like sits in their house. Well, yeah, that 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 is what it is. So that came the, out like much uh, later. Like that came out like within ten years. Uh, and it so was it's a not shitty. Movie. Yeah. So that that is what the, that's what this movie is, and um, what it seems like, it, and the, the what the question in the movie raises is how much of you is you, because if you're not a physical body. And your 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 consciousness is in this shell. Now let's say, and what happens to the bad guy is this guy called the puppet master who keeps hacking into the shells and taking them over. Hacking into the mainframe, basically. But he keeps taking over people's consciousness and making them do things. So how much of you is actually you? Is the question. Like, is it still you if your body's doing things but your mind isn't there? Like that kind of thing. Which it, it's stupid philosophy and it's it's very elementary philosophy, but it's there. Uh, I do. I like those kind of things. Westworld does that. But, but the, the, thing, the point is, Westworld. it's there nonetheless, and the movie's not a straight action movie. It at least attempts to, to raise the question yeah. while you're there. This this movie does not seem like it should be a straight action movie. Oh, yeah, I think and it's not going to do well. No, it's not going to do And not because of any boycotts. So if you're, if you're thinking of boycotting this movie, um, you don't have to boycott it for a political reason. You can boycott it because it's going to be a be a piece of garbage. Um, I feel like you, people boycotting it will actually get more people to see it because it'll yeah, exactly. give it more press. I'll see it out of spite, or just um, be like, "Oh, okay, I'll go see that." But like, it has to have something because people are boycotting it. Yeah, exactly. Um, like Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Um. So that that was one. They showed the Logan trailer again. Um, I didn't see that. They didn't show the same trailer as in mine. I saw it at Sundance the, uh, Cinemas. Which is a twenty-one plus only theater. Oh, because it's all alcohol. Yeah, and there's a uh, Robert Redford pictures everywhere because he owns Sundance. Now, my question. Which I like it. My question with the Logan trailer. I, I'm seeing this before John Wick Chapter Two. John Wick Chapter Two is rated R. Why yeah. couldn't you show the Red Band trailer? I don't know. They, they didn't. They, maybe they only made one Red Band trailer. No, because there are, there is a Red Band trailer that they released. Trailer 1, Red Band, and then Regular. And then there's Trailer 2, Red Band, and Regular. Why oh, couldn't you okay. show the Red Band trailer? Because the Red Band trailer says, in uh, on the Red Band, it says, um, this movie um, will be rated R in theaters and has been approved to accompany this picture. Yeah, I understand so, what Red Band trailers are. Oh, well, I'm explaining it for everyone else. We have an audience. Kind of like not, you're talking down to me. I'm not talking down to it. you. Um. Mm. <laughs> so, but why couldn't you show this before this movie? Now, not that there's a huge difference between trailer two and trailer two's red band trailer. It's just there's slightly more blood, and they they say fuck twice, which means the trailer will be rated R. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's they they just didn't show it for some reason. Um, trailer two isn't as good as the first one. Um, I agree. I saw the new trailer for Pirates of the Caribbean five. I missed that. They play um a Johnny Cash song in it. Do they really? 
Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Johnny Cash is a stitch making a fuck ton of money. It's it does not work as well. <laughs> um, it's not as good I as hurt. What song. It's not hurt. I forgot what's it's his other like one of his other famous songs. And I Walk the that. line, Ring of Fire, no, no. Jackson, no, Folsom Prison, no. Uh, what else? Hold on. I'm not gonna sit here and keep guessing. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's and then it shows. I don't know. It was weird because I don't like show Johnny Depp in it like at all. Yeah, same thing happened with the first one, the first trailer. Like, they released. they're acting like he's not. Like a main character, but they're acting like it's the first movie, and it's like a mystery who he is. But this is we've seen him a little bit. Exactly, like, we've seen know. we've seen him now. This is the fifth one, so like, why do you keep hiding him? Um, what else? Did, I, I I don't know. I I don't have faith in that movie, but I, I then again, I don't have faith. It's gonna make a ton of money, and it's gonna be a piece of crap. Like on stage, uh, it was hold me down. That was the song. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I guess of, it's, it's Ain't No Grave Can Hold Me Down and they're all undead, so. Oh, aha. And they uh, all can run, they can also run on water, so there's some Jesus imagery in it. Oh, uh, so they brought in guest director Zack Snyder. <laughs> um, speaking I, of... I, part of me wants to see it. I don't know, I like the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Well, I mean, I'm gonna see it anyway, like, that, that's just how it goes. It's like, I'm gonna hold my nose and I'm gonna go see this movie, like, what do you want me to I'm do? I'm probably not gonna see it in the theaters, though. Oh, no, I, it depends on how much money I have. I I might see it in theaters. Um, what else? Speaking of Johnny Cash and trailers, um, the third, oh, the first one that came out that had Johnny Cash in the trailer. They showed trailer two for that movie today. Um, Power Rangers. Cool. Which had a cover of Walk the Line in the first trailer. Um, let's see. Trailer 2, um, do you remember how we described seeing the Star Wars trailer every time we saw it? And every time on the show, we would say, it gave me chills. Yeah. That's how I felt with this, and I've never felt that. It, it, you know what it felt like to me? Wait, how wait, I wait felt... with the Power Rangers trailer? Yes. It was like, remember how I described the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows? Where it had the, it had that really good cut of it's tricky, not it's tricky. Um, no, it's tricky. Yeah, yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, it had that really good cut in the, and it was like, okay, this movie has sold me. I mean, maybe it was just the way they cut it, but like my inner five year old like leapt out of my chest and was like screaming at how awesome. It was. Which I guess is what Transformers fans feel whenever a new movie comes out like that. And, like, I fully understand how Transformers got to be make as much money as it did. Where it exists, like, there's a weird intersection of nostalgia for things no one cared about in the past and movies no one cares about now and somehow makes a billion dollars every time. Like, I, I legitimately don't understand. But, like, they've sold me on this movie. And, granted, the, the, the other thing that's going to make me see this movie is if I see two of the four major Lionsgate movies coming out at this time... Um, they're gonna give me an extra thousand points at um, real real crown, so it's worth it. Um, but I'm not gonna see the other two movies because they look stupid. Um, My other trailer was um, the Wall or Great Wall. I forgot. Oh, the the Ben Affleck one with the the under boob camera. 
Matt Damon. Yes, that one. Who did I say? Ben Affleck. Yeah, same thing. They're interchangeable. And uh, Kong Skull Island. They showed that one for me too. That one looks good. Um, yeah, Kong Skull Island did be good. We actually have that one scheduled for a um, for uh, Beware of Spoilers. That will be a good one to do. Yep. Um. So let's then. What was the other one? Oh, the last trailer they showed for me. Um, was you would think they would have used the last trailer for Power Rangers in terms of the Lionsgate movie, and then Lionsgate gets to dictate, um, what's it called? They get to dictate how it goes with what, um, what what trailers go before it. So you they would, for everything. Lionsgate gets to dictate the order of the movies and what movies they advertise. Because then, like. Why did um like why were all my trailers different than your trailers? Marketing based on the market. Uh, okay. You would think the Seattle market and the the, the New York market would be, would similar, be similar, but, but I, maybe because I, I was at a Sundance uh, cinema, so that's true. Had to be different. Had to be different um, somehow. So they uh, this one um the last one for me was a movie about Tupac. That I do yeah, not. I hear about this at all. It's a it's a biopic about Tupac coming out in June. They called. Never mind. I don't remember what, what did you say it was gonna be called. No, there's a movie called Tupac Resurrection, but it came out in 2003. No, that's not it either. Um, I was yeah, I assumed so. Uh, what, what's it called? Either way, the the movie is gonna be this year straight out of Compton. All eyes on me is the name of the movie. I'm a little bit racist. How's that racist? You said it's going to be just like Straight Outta Compton. No, it's going to be this year Straight Outta Compton. I spelled eyes wrong. Great. Someone's going to be fired for that. <laughs> uh, the guy who's playing Tupac actually does look a lot like Tupac. I mean, I guess that was what warranted wow. people screaming about not getting a nomination for... Um, they're all of the actors in uh, Spread Outta Compton. Was, they look just like them. How could you not nominate them for acting Oscars? I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't get Ice nominated. Yeah, exactly. Robert Downey Jr. doesn't get nominated for looking like Tony Stark because that's part of the role. Like, that's the bare minimum of the job. Um, but the other thing is the trailer starts with, like, multiple separate clips of police brutality. <laughs> like, from news, from, like, from the news and from dash cams and stuff like that. So, and how, and how um, like Tupac stopped police violence, and how it's like the mom's like his mom's talking to him and through the whole trailer, I hear a voiceover. It's like you're gonna become a target for them. You're you're like all the black boys. You have a bull, you have a bullseye on your back. Um, like I know exactly what this is doing. This is baiting people to come out and see it in June. Then they're gonna come out and see it. Then everyone's gonna know this movie. That's why there was no outcry over like if Moonlight didn't get nominated this year. There would have been less outcry than if Hidden Figures didn't get nominated, despite Moonlight being the better movie, because everyone has seen Hidden Figures, no one has seen Moonlight. Mm-hmm. So if this will be the next year's big, well, why didn't this get nominated? It's, it's not a good movie. It's a good summer blockbuster. Like that's a straight out of Compton. Yeah. It's a good blockbuster, but it's not a good movie. I was thinking Moonlight handle. I haven't seen either like this or Moon Moonlight, but. From my, I guess, perspective of trailers, 
Uh, I think Moonlight handles like race relations and like dealing with. I think it deals with racial prejudice. I'm not sure, but uh, dealing with that um, better, like in a more real way, than I think this Tupac movie is going to deal with it in like. Well, sure, like, did. like an expose kind of way. Well, Straight Outta Compton makes it seem like they're going to tell the true story about how the government killed Tupac. Mm, I might see it then. Because, because the last, cool. the end of the move, the end of the trailer is, uh, the, is it, someone, I forgot who it was who said it, someone like says, Ronald Reagan, and he's just like, we gotta kill Tupac. No, it ends with, I forgot, I, it was, I don't think it was the guy playing Tupac, someone says, uh, he said if he dies, he wants the truth to come out, and then it's like, the title of the movie, and I'm like, this is gonna be one of, this is, I know it's gonna, I, I was just like, this is gonna be the Shishrenic, that was what I, I knew. It's race baiting, and it's gonna make people go and see it, and they're gonna, and then they're gonna be like, "Oh well, why wasn't this nominated? This is the best movie I saw all year." When it's like, "Okay, you saw that, you saw Spider Man, and you saw like Power Rangers." Like, okay, out of the three, yes, this is the best, but out of all the movies that came out, no, it is not the best or anywhere near the best. It Which, was uh, Bill Clinton. I thought Tupac died in the eighties, but he died. He did in not the die 90s. in the eighties. Well, so, was it early nineties or mid nineties? It was, it was Bill Clinton. It was 1996. Okay, yeah. Was, um, I was three years old. I remember it know. like it was yesterday. The more you know. Yeah. I, remember I remember Bill Clinton going on the TV and saying, we're leading an expo- uh, a important mission to kill Tupac. And the world cheered. Yeah, it was Bill Clinton. He's just like, I'm, he, like, he got mad because he wanted to play saxophone on one of Tupac's like albums. And then Tupac said no. So Bill Clinton decided to kill him. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, let's see, so do you want to start with, uh, the movie? John Wick? Yep. Two? We're gonna do the non-spoiler, and then the spoiler. Alright, non-spoiler. The non-spoiler. Um, John Wick 2 is a sequel to John Wick. Yes. Actually, it's called John Wick Chapter 2. Yes, yes it is. Um, he gets another dog. That one, it doesn't die, so don't worry. That's the only spoiler, I guess. Yeah, it's not really a spoiler. It's made to, I think it was made to look like you get like a more deeper understanding of the like hitman underworld mm-hmm. of this like weird universe of hitmen that have like some sort of honor society. And it does that a little bit. There, it was much more melodramatic, I think, than the first one. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure if some parts were supposed to be funny or not, but people were laughing anyway. We'll get into, I guess, specific scenes later. Yeah. Um, the action was really good. Besides the fights with Common, Common was not good. I don't know. There were a few scenes I liked with Common. He like went every fight scene. Like it would whenever whenever he fought with Common, it would slow down so much because he can't actually do anything. And then it was Common like making weird grunting noises. Yeah. And like uh, so, like yelling kind of. It was really weird. And then the you... staircase scene was way too much. That was stupid. Yeah, that bothered me. Did you? That's what um... I was like. That's when I was like, "Is this supposed to be funny?" Like, it looked like a, like a Monty Python sketch. Like, yeah, they literally the fall first... down like four staircases in a row. Yeah, the first one's okay. I was like, okay, that makes sense. There's like the second one is like, okay, there's no more. Then the third one, you're yeah. like, okay, this is. Um, and, um, I think yeah, you don't that... really get a lot of answers. You get a little bit more like people talking about rules, but there's not really like, oh, this is what this is. No, people they explain it. They explain it very well. They don't explain, they just, they explain the stuff they introduce, like the marker, 
but they don't explain like what the high table is or like what they're actually doing. And apparently like 20% of the city of New York are actually assassins. I would say more than 20% of the city of New York based on what actually yeah. happened in this movie. I would say closer to 75 to 90% of the city of New York are actually assassins. You also get the city inside the World Trade Center train station. Yep. That part confused me a lot because I was like, what fucking train station looks like? Exactly. And then I like was I like literally spent that entire scene looking at the background until I saw a sign that said World Trade Center. Yeah, it's like that was that was happened to me too. I was like, I do not recognize this at all. And, and I was, I was like, like where what, are they? what train station that also has Metro North is this clean? Like Yeah, I was like really confused. I thought they were in Europe or something. But like and I was like the C train, and I was like, okay. There you go. No, but I liked. I really like the scene with Common and uh, and Keanu Reeves when they're walking in the station. I mean, this is not really a spoiler. This is just something that happens part of their like half hour long fight between the two of them. Um, I did like with the silencers. Yeah, the the silencers. They're they're just pointing at each other and trying to shoot each other, um, but like inconspicuously, and everyone around them just walking like nothing's happening. I think that this is a movie. Uh, this whole movie is commentary on people not paying attention and only looking at their phones. Mm. That's the whole point of this movie. It's deep. Also, the when they get into a fight on the train and are shooting each other and like stand trying to stab each other, like people get up, but they don't leave the car. They just like move over. Like okay, (laughs) well to be fair, it it is uh, Lower Manhattan. What does that mean? The train does go north too. It's like this is just a normal occurrence because it's New York to everyone else who's never seen this, who isn't aware of what New York actually is. This is what everyone thinks New York is. Or they're all assassins. Oh yeah, that that, that is also an alternative. But then they would have jumped in, I think, if they were also assassins. Or if, if, if there are that many, if there are that many assassins, this is going to be normal for you then. I guess that's true. Because like, if there are this many assassins, the world is like, ah, oh, well, this is happening again. Like, move out of the way. And he also goes to Rome, and I just finished reading Angels and Demons, so I knew exactly where he was. <laughs> Did you? Were you able to, like, give commentary to everyone in the theater about all the beautiful architecture? Yeah, I just, like, stood up and I just, like, oh, that's St. Peter's Basilica. (laughs) Like, thanks, kid. Shut up. (laughs) Um, Angels and demons. This happens. Was was your theater empty, by the way? No, I was surprised. There was at least... It's a really small theater. Uh Um, They're, like... I think I I saw it at the 1 o'clock showing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there was at least, like... 30 other people there. Yeah, mine mine was empty. I, that doesn't happen a lot. No, was I, empty. I thought it was going to be empty, but it wasn't. Well, I went at 10.45 in the old, morning. That's probably why. There was this yeah. old guy in mine where he, like, sat down and started playing Galaga on his phone at full volume. <laughs> he shut it off, like, once the trailer started. But, like, oh, okay. Was looking at him, like, okay. like <laughs> it was... I was, like, in the middle of a movie, just, like... It wasn't during the movie, but still, it was weird to do that in public. Um, let's see what else is there. Um, Ruby Rose, as we said earlier, is there. Oh, I never. She didn't. They never say her name. No, they. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I left the movie. And I'm like, did, I do I know her name or like? I just know her as her actress because, like, you don't need to. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wonder if it says her name in the credits. Oh, uh, her name is Aries. Aries. Okay. Um, she she's there. That's really all you can really say about her. She's there. Oh, um, the best! I think the funniest part is Common trying to speak Italian. That was yes. the best thing ever. Yeah, it, like, it sounded w- even worse than um, uh, what 
Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards when he says a grazie. Like, like common saying grazie sounds even worse than that. Yeah. He says, like, grazie. Yeah, it was. This is Common's second movie in a few months, by the way. Do you remember the first movie he was in? Nope. Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. I think you should stick to singing. Cameos in a movie like that. We're going to be like T.I. and play Dave in Ant-Man, where no acting ability is required. T.I. was a bit in Ant-Man. Yeah. Well, it's a very small role. didn't require much. Oh, there's a really... There's a lot of... There's like two or three montages in this movie that are very... It's like... I've never seen montages done like that before, and it was oh, really the, good. The the first one's the one where he's uh, getting the stuff together in Rome. Yeah. I, I really like that one. I like the part... Oh, I forgot his name. The guy who was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, he's also in uh, Parks and Rec. Yes, when he's when he's um, talking about the he's guns, a, like the fine wines. Yeah, the Salome. I got that word almost. <laughs> and then, um, and then they do another. I won't say what it is, but there's an, like another more action montage, like towards the end of the movie. Yeah, that one, that one was good. Yeah, that that's a big spoiler. I didn't expect that turn the movie took, and we'll talk more about that in the uh, the part after where we don't talk about where we talk about spoilers. Um. And how I think that was a bad idea. Like, for me, the story is weakest after the midpoint, and that's the weakest part of the movie, is the story. I guess. Like, we're going to talk more about that once we can say the specifics. Right. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's really all we can talk about without spoilers. So, uh, how would you rate the movie? Out of 10? Yeah, out of 10. Why do you ask that every time? It's, it's never I don't know. Like, I don't know, maybe you're going to trick me one no, day. No, out of 48 this time. Just, oh, okay. On a scale of 1 to 48, with a, where a 1 is great, and a minus 6, which is amazing. <laughs> I would give it an 8.5 out of 10. It was very good action movie that we don't really get to see anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, and there's also very little shaky cam, which I yeah. despise. Um, I hate shaky cam so much. This movie does not rely on shaky cam to trick you into an action scene. Like you also, see it doesn't everything. Have to cut ninety million times in between. Uh, yeah. in in the middle of one sequence. Exactly. Yeah, there's not a lot of cuts. It's not disorienting. Like it's very fluid and a very very fun to watch. And he does he kills people more creatively in this one. Yeah. Um, a cool shit like that. Yeah, I would give it a nine. Um, so yeah, after this point, we will be spoiling the movie. Um. So buckle oh, up. Yeah, strap in. Um, so let's see. Um, arguably my biggest problem, as I said before, is the story. Because, like, we we know he's, like, the, the bit... How do I put this? Like, if you, we know you're going to set up a sequel. Like, we, I know that... I just wanted to die at the end for a second. I like was like, wow, they're gonna kill him, and I was like, that'd be cool. I didn't think they were gonna kill. Him. I thought, I thought they were definitely because very few movies are just one and two. But I thought I would be like, wow, what is it like at the end when uh, the guy from the wire, that's like the hotel, like yeah. um, lobby guy, like when he came to get him at his house, I was like, oh, he's gonna kill him. Yeah, I think yeah, um, what's it called? I think this would like I, I knew they were gonna be setting up a sequel. So there was really no stakes in the movie, and that's just because me going like. That's just me logically thinking, like, they're not going to kill off this character because they're going to end up... They want option sequels out of it, obviously. Lawrence Fishburne's character was strange, too. Yeah, it's just like, hmm, we have Lawrence Fishburne. 
like that's Please. something I wish they got more into, like his relationship with the like assassin organization, like mm-hmm. what he does, right, and like what the organization or like what the high table does. Did you know that every homeless person in New York City is actually an assassin? assassin? I did not yeah, know that, that. I like that. That part was cool when he was like, "Oh, can you ask? Can I have a quarter?" And he shoots the guys in the head. Yeah, that's part of the action montage. That's really good because yeah, he both kills two people with a pencil. Oh yeah, the two people with the pencil. There was the um the violin player that yeah. shoots him in the stomach like three times. He's just like, um, okay, walk it off. The janitors are the ones that homeless people kill. The the, uh, the sumo wrestler guy, guy that who, shoots he in the shoots, head. He shoots in the head, then the guy goes to get back up, so he shoots him again. And the there is one more. Um, what was it? The, oh, the guys um that he he stabs him in the taint. Yes. The, yeah. Oh no, I, I'm like pretty sure he like cut his dick off. I, mean, I, blood I know. I just. Like, I think he just went straight up the taint. Um. No, I think, I think. I think the um. Well, I was talking about before with the cuts. If you watch the sequence after he kills, what's her name? And Ares. he. No. Um. Not Ares. The the the, the oh, sister. The first the lady. Yeah. The high when he's, lady. When he's in the scene, that's like basically the same scene as in the first one where he's at the party and he's trying to escape. Yeah, that was and, cool. They did it. They did. They was like. I think that's a little throwback because it wasn't as. It wasn't exactly the same with the party. But do you know like, how many oh, times there was like you know how many cuts there were between him like on the stage and him getting to the catacombs? How many? Four. That's very impressive because a lot of shit happened. Yeah. That was cool. I think some people in the crowd definitely got shot because he was like shooting people and I think bullets could have passed through into other people. Yeah. And the other thing was he um well, there was one other thing he did, um what was it? Um oh, when he the catacomb killed, um, scene. Was interesting. That was really cool. I like that because it it felt almost like a video game, but in a good way, where he like laid weapons out for him in advance. And then yeah, like, that uh, was really loud in the movie. I yeah, like the shotgun. I like the shot. The one in the shotgun part where um, there's he like runs out of uh, like ammo, so he pins the guy down with the shotgun, and then he reloads the shotgun and then shoots him. Yeah, he went uh, a little bit overboard with the shotgun. I think he shot some people like three times in the chest with the shotgun. Yeah, that was just <laughs> like, once will do. Like... Wasting a little bit, I think. Uh, at the end, when he kills the deaf uh, girl, mm-hmm. and he he stabs him in the chest, the guy behind me, um, like he said it quietly, he was just like right in the tit, and then I just started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> it made me like it was so perfect. Um, I don't think she's dead, and I don't think Common's dead either. That that part was dumb. If you stab someone in their in their aorta. It's not like the like it would still would blood would still go everywhere. It's not like the it's not like your aorta would just sit perfectly on no, top of the knife. We got this. We're good. No, I hope like, Common is dead. When Common died, I was really happy because I really didn't like him. I think the best part about his death was um, how he's staying on the train and uh, John gets off the train and it's like this is the end of the line. Oh, I didn't even hear that. Come. Yeah, on the end, like this is, is the end of the line over and over. Again. The mirror room was cool too. At the end, that was. Yeah, that was a. The, the, that's not even what the first John Wick did. Is it's very good with the use of visual, mm-hmm. like it, it's very well. Uh, it's a very it's a very well set design. Uh, choreog- yeah, set design movie, and the choreography is really good for using the set design construction. Yes, I also like all the stuff breaking. That was, was cool, <laughs> and I like uh, he, he just shot the guy in the head in the hotel. Yeah, um, which sets up which I think what they should have done. And I was about halfway through the movie, or right before he went to Rome. This is what I thought was going to happen. 
That's like Why's... the first half an hour. This is when he goes to Rome. Well, no, because, okay, well, you still fucking set up, think what you're going to do in the future. Um, well, first of all, the movie opened, and it opened like a Bond movie, mm-hmm. where he was on some other mission unrelated to the movie at large, and then it goes to the weird, like, opening. That was the end of his retirement, I guess. Or the end of his not, the his, end uh, of him being out of retirement, yeah. Yeah. That um, was That part was pretty funny, too, but, like, the Russian guy. Did you catch uh, where John Wick is from? New Jersey. Yep. It says that you know that in the first one too. I probably they did a good job. Even the inspection sticker is right, like on the windshield. <laughs> I like check. Good for them. And uh, oh, also, did you see um, the Russian guy's assistant with like the mustache? Did you recognize him? The assistant with the mustache. No, yeah. where was he from? He's in House of Cards. He's the union rep that's in Peter Russo's district in the first season. That's uh, like the union leader of the shipyard worker. I was say, do you recognize the guy? Uh, who is the um, the car repairman? John Leguizamo. Yes. Yeah. I hate him as a human being because of that annoying Optimum commercial he got. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, it's it's annoying. It's like I hate him as a human being because he like brought an old Toyota Rav Four on like Pimp My Ride. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? Um. No, I think uh, what's it called? Um, what was the other thing he did? Um, with this in this movie, they um, they, okay. So early on, they set out the rules of how this movie's gonna work because the the Italian mob comes to him this time and goes, um, "We have a marker and we want you to honor it." So he says no, and consequently gets his house blown up. But a dog because, didn't die, so it's okay. But if if there's anything he learned last time. Is if someone with mob ties comes to you and asks for something, you say yes. And also, I think that this guy may be the single dumbest motherfucker in the history of movies. Yeah. He's pretty stupid. Like, after he just finished his revenge, like, rampage, like, across New York City and killed hundreds of people single-handedly, most of which with his bare hands, you're like, eh, let me just blow his house up because he won't do something for me. Like, did you not? That, I like that in the beginning too. They they uh bring up the his questionable like morals, and he's just like he killed all those people just for a dog. Yeah, like for that's over already, a puppy um, and a car. Keanu Reeves does an interview with um Screen Junkies, mm-hmm. and they're like, uh, "Do you think it's okay that he murdered all these like hardworking like security people because <laughs> someone else killed his dog?" <laughs> And then they asked him about if um, he goes up to stone people and tells them the Matrix is real. And he says, it's real. <laughs> um, when, after Speed came out, um, he would like get on buses. <laughs> and and uh, he always wanted to get on bus and just be like, here we go. Uh, I think the um, that was the other thing about the opening. It was a good way to recap what happened in the previous movie. Because I think they realized not everyone who had seen, is seeing this movie... They just heard about the first movie and didn't know about what happened. And they didn't know the plot details, mm-hmm. so they, they very quickly go over it in the opening sequence when he's, like, having the car chase. And yeah. the car chase, it, feel, like, it felt a lot like watching someone play Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it looked, it looked like how I played Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, like, here we go. Because <laughs> it was just someone smashing into, like, everything and then refusing to leave the car, even though it's, like... 
dead. The yeah, that was really the opening was really good. Um, I didn't re- the end when he was like, "Yep," when he's just like, "Tell me," <laughs> like that. That was really weird. His acting wasn't as great in this one, or it felt very forced. Well, because the thing the is, the first movie didn't have much opportunity for him to act as much as just walk around and shoot people. Yeah, well, that's. I think the first one he was good. Like it was just very calm. This one, I think he tried to be more intense, and it. I don't think it worked. Mm-hmm. So he, the guy comes to him with the marker and says, "You're gonna do something for me." He says, "No." House gets blown up. So he walks all the way to New York, and. Yeah, <laughs> With his dog. That dog is very well trained because the dog does not have a leash, and he just follows him. That's a cool dog. I like so, the dog. So he uh, he walks with the dog and walks all the way to New York, and he um, he he goes to the, the Continental, which we learn has a lot bigger significance, other than just being a hotel that houses the uh, that houses people who are uh, assassins. We got we learned that in the last one because we learned about some of the rules in the first one of the like uh, like, assassin code that you can't kill anyone on hotel property. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. And it's well, like the good thing they brought I, that I, back I because the, I would have forgotten that. Yeah, and they uh, the network system is something brand new though. Yeah, the the whole network like, with the coins and all that. With the and the typewriters. Yeah. Um. So the he goes there and talks to the the owner of this branch of the Continental and goes, uh, is there any way I can get out of doing the marker? And the guy says, there are two things that we cannot overrule because they're the most sacred rules. One is, if you have a marker, you have to follow it. Um, and two, no conducting business on the grounds of the Continental. Yep. Um, so, so the guy's like, look, just do what he wants, kill him, and be done with it. Like, and I'm like, hmm, that's actually a good idea. And then all problems solved. Um, so what else happens? So he, he then goes back to the guy um, who's like the biggest dick on the planet. And, um, oh, the, uh, the Italian guy. Yeah. And uh, the guy's like, I want to kill my sister. Now, at this point, it raised the question to me. Why is it that there's no rule against using the marker to kill family? Because this is organized Why crime. Because the marker isn't the, for the mafia, it's just for the assassins. Yeah, that's true. Like, you don't have to be in a like, organized crime syndicate to be a part of that group. It's just people in the mafia are also members of that group. No, it just seemed to me like when they said the international, like whatever, the international table, the high table. Anytime they said that, yeah. it seemed like it was like a group of both the assassins and the organized crime. I thought it was just different organized crime uh, bosses together, like in um, Spectre. Right. Like also in where Rome. it's just a yeah, hmm. <laughs> just like angels and demons. But oh, the man. I felt it was just because they said the Russians had a seat, and it was then they had a seat. And it was that guy. And then, the and black then, guy who got intruded on by the uh, by the lady. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot him. I thought that was going to add up to something later on, but then it didn't. He just showed up in the last scene. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, he's going to do something, but then he didn't do anything. Now I would like to point out one other big flaw in this movie. 
So John Wick was sent to kill what's her name? Claudia Van Damme. Um, so okay, so he goes. Then she has that weird scene where she's talking to him while she's undressing and then like cuts her wrist. Yeah. Why didn't he just walk out then and then get like, oh, and then like someone discovers her. It's not murder then. She killed herself. Because then it, uh, he didn't do it. Right, so. but then there's nothing he can't, like, do. okay, so he didn't complete the marker. Now he's like, I would have done it, but she was already there and she killed herself by the time I got there. Then what's he going to do? Yeah, like, but it, him shooting her in the head didn't, oh, it, well, they. It would have indicated there's someone else saw, in the room. And but, the common, brother, but Common saw him well before that they found the body. Okay. And then knew where he, why he was there. But the thing with, the thing with Common is, if, if John Wick is there, it's not John Wick's style to cut someone's wrist and leave them to dead, leave them for dead. Yeah. Putting the bullet in the head, putting the bullet in the head is what, is what, is his, like, marker. Like, oh, look at this. Like, this was John Wick. Yeah, but everyone would know him anyway. Because, um, the, because even if she killed herself, it's like, uh, the Italian guy still would have put a bounty on John Wick. But for what reason? He wouldn't have put a bounty on because he would have had no reason to. But if he said put up seven million dollar yeah, bounty, it would have been like why? But it, because he killed her, that gives a reason. Okay, well then there would then there wouldn't be a John Wick too. How exactly, exactly. Don't create these giant logical flaws in your movie and don't expect me to pick at them. I don't but think it's have. a logical flaw. It is. He just just have him shoot her in the head. Check. That whole awkward scene is eliminated and the, the problem solved. I liked it. I thought it was cool. She slips her wrists all the way up her arms. Um, yeah, then um, he has the fight with Ares in the in the tunnel system, and Ares does nothing, just lets all the uh, faceless men run after him and try and kill him. And that turns out well for them, as he loses a pile of bodies. Um, yep. Then Common attacks him in the street, and for a country that doesn't have guns... People in this city of Italy are just okay guns. with the amount of gunshots that are being fired off. Oh yeah, there's also when it, the opening scene when he hits a guy on a motorcycle, it like shows all the traffic in New York City except where they're driving. Yeah, exactly. There's um, like no no one around at all. Yeah, and then there's a scene where he, um, the, then he goes into the continent. Then they they crash into the continental, and they're like. Stop! Don't you know? Don't conduct business here. And there's that scene where who was like, that guy? The owner of the continental the, uh... in Rome. No, no, like the actor. He looks oh, familiar. Know. Um, I, I don't know, but like I like the scene after that where it's like, let me buy you a drink. And it, it reminded me of you ever see the uh, the Looney Tunes cartoons with the sheepdog and like Wiley Coyote, and uh, they I, go yeah. and it's like in the beginning they go from their house they punch in. And then it's like, uh, uh, yeah, I have seen that. that. That's what it felt like. And it was like, you want day off? I'll I'll cover your shift tomorrow. I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like that that that's what it felt like. That whole thing. Because then they having the drink, and um, and then Ruby Rose comes in and she's just like, what's up? And that's when we find out she's deaf. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, ew, you're weird. I don't want to hang out with you. You know, they could have just not had her speak at all, and you wouldn't have needed to say she was deaf. Like. There was nothing that her dialogue added to the movie that made it needed. 
Yeah, she only had like three lines of sign language. And it was like, do you want me to do you want me to buy you a drink? Which could have been omitted completely. He just looked at her and acknowledged her and walked away. Then when he kills her, she says something she to says, him. See you uh, later. Or... Yeah, see you later. And he goes, sure. So you you really <laughs> didn't need any of that. And in fact, it probably would have been better if after everything she didn't say anything, and then she he just said he just said see you later as she was dying. Or just walked away. Yeah, the, yeah. the death thing was a weird... I was just kind of like, okay, I guess she was deaf. I like how they showed him killing two people with a pencil. Yeah, because he stabs one in the ear and then stabs another guy in the like the, the spinal cord. In the brain so stem. take that, Heath Ledger. He killed two people with a pencil. They also alluded they to it earlier it. in the movie. Here. They also alluded it uh, earlier in the movie. Yeah, I think in the first one they talked about it too. He killed... And like He killed three, three men with a pencil. Um, he only kills two people with a pencil in this one. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, so then they put the bounty out on him after that. Now, this is the point in the movie where I'm like, this is stupid. Like, Why? Because what they sh- here's how I thought the movie should the, the movie should have been. The movie should have been about him getting, like, it should have been an entire assassination mission movie. Where his goal through the entire thing is to kill what's-her-name. And the point where he's in there and she's having the scene where she's going into the, the hot tub or the bathtub, whatever the hell that thing is, that should have been Common comes in with Ruby Rose or whoever comes in and um, catches him. And then the rest of the movie is him trying to do it again. And then he succeeds at the end of the movie. Then the bounty's placed on him and he's got to come back to New York, face everything like that, and then kill the guy. And then he's actually in retirement. Trilogy over, happy ending for all. I like how they did it. I think it would have been they already like how much setup could he have done that it would take the whole movie. The movie didn't need to be as long as it did, first of all. It felt long at the end. It because there's so much like if they just cut it, um, then it would have been fine. Um Let me see what else was there. Do you have anything else you wanna add? Um uh, we were talking about how everyone in New York's an assassin. That's because at the very end, um, he shoots the he killed the Italian guy in inside the Continental. So then the Winston, who's the manager, declares him excommunicado, which is I guess basically another bounty that gets put out on him. Yeah, um, larger. But this one, he had larger, and like literally everyone in the world like can see it. So then he gives him an hour head start as like a friendship. Yeah. Thing. And then he like that part was dumb because then it's he's like running through every single person in the park around him is assassin. Then yeah, really he freaks out and he's just like running through the park and everyone's like looking at him as they get a tech notification that they should kill him. People have like flip phones, like Nokia flip phones from like ten years ago. Yeah, it would have been funnier, I think, if it was like, like Common had an old Nokia. Like if it was like a baby, like picked up its phone, like. Like, at that point, it just, it, you're just going, like, full, like, stupid at that point. So why yeah, that's have, like, like, I don't a, know how much of it... Like, was that meant to be funny? Was that meant to be serious? That's, yeah, I think a, a lot of the movie, I was that feeling that way, where I was, like, laughing and other people were laughing, but I was like, am I supposed to, like, do they want me to be laughing? Yeah, it's this? meant to be, like, I, I couldn't tell, because it's like, it, it could have gone either way. I don't know if it was, like, t- uh, Twin Peaks, where it's, like, super... 
like melodramatic on purpose to be somewhat comedic at times. Yeah. But this one could go either way. Um and then what was the other thing where like um Oh he also never names a dog. I thought that was funny. Yeah, like eh, he's a good dog. Um what else from there? Um the whole sequence in the subway was really cool, and it's another one of the times this movie really excels is when they have these large set fights. Yeah. Where it's like, um, you get to, they get to use the environment to their advantage. Um, Except, um, the sound of a gun with a silencer on it is still as loud as some at least someone slamming a car door. Well, the suspension so, of disbelief. Very, not very um, believable. Then there is the, um... Oh, yeah, then the whole Lawrence Fishburne part with the homeless people. It would be completely omitted, and I would have had no problem with it. And him putting, like, SIM cards into pigeons. (laughs) Like, if he just went, like, um, I'm going, like, if he's just like, hmm, he's probably back at the, uh, at the hotel, museum I was at. Let me go there. I'm like, oh, that's believable, because, you know, he's a narcissist, so why wouldn't he be back there for his, like, coronation? The high council, yeah. the high table. So that makes sense. So he goes, he goes there, and that's when the the final, the third act fight begins, and he he takes on the entire um, of this guy's organized crime family and just like massacres everyone, like they're yes. nothing. And um, oh yeah, then he goes into like the exhibition of the soul exhibit or something like that. Yeah, people. There was like this one guy. Like, yeah, it's called Reflections of the Soul. And it's mm-hmm. about, like, looking inward because there's mirrors everywhere. And it looked really cool. And it was kind of, like, a little bit on the nose, but I get what they were doing. Yeah. It's, like, like, reflecting. But there's this one guy in my theater that was, like, laughing really hard, like, at the that narrator when, like, every line she was saying, he was just, like, cracking up in the back. Like, okay, we get, like, you think it was, it's funny, buddy? Like... Yeah, it was really weird. I was just like, do you like actually think it's funny or are you trying to like make fun of it? Like yeah, I don't know nice what movie. you're doing. Um so that that but the whole thing was very well shot and the the movie does a very good job of cinematography with this. Um So yeah, but that was that's one of the examples of a scene that does that like really brings it ahead is the uh, <clears throat> cinematography in that one in that one scene. Lawrence Fishburne was funny though, like yeah. I liked a lot of his lines. But it didn't but, yeah, need to be there. It didn't really make sense. I feel like the entire reason he was in the movie was that way. They have the one line where he's like, "Me, uh, me and John met many years ago, in a different life yeah. or something like that." And he was like, "Oh, ha ha, we get it. You were both in the Matrix." But then it's because John Wick cut his throat open for some reason. Yeah, exactly. But then didn't kill him. John Wick is such a good assassin; he cannot kill you too, and make you almost yeah, still take credit for it. <laughs> um but yeah so uh so like i said we'll be i would give it a solid nine um and you you're gonna stick with your eight and a half yeah eight and a half i did feel like it dragged at some parts like it, yeah end. that was that was that was the only thing with it. It, it same thing with rogue one though rogue one does in the beginning yeah but rogue one i i had a lot of bias going into it just because it's star wars well yeah that that's a, the, a big mountain to yeah, um, like they could, pro- and especially they had that ending scene with yeah. Darth Vader, so they literally could have just like had a prolapsed anus for an hour and a half, <laughs> and then just had that scene, and I would it be was, like, "That was the greatest movie ever." It was like Jurassic World. 
with uh, how it's like you can just like Chris uh, Pratt reading the phone book for the first two hours and like up oh, and here's the fight with the dinosaur. All that like, movie yeah. was amazing. Um, but oh, speaking of Jurassic World, um, did you hear what Max Landis said about Jurassic World? That would probably make me hate Max Landis even more than I thought I could. But so this is say it. this is Max Landis's tweet about okay. Jurassic World. Casual reminder that Jurassic Park 3 had a genetically engineered super dinosaur that fought a T-Rex. Oh my god. Is he just stupid, or is, like, is he they, Everyone knows role? that, because there's a direct callback to that in Jurassic World. I wasn't even gonna say that. The Spinosaurus existed, I thought. Yeah, actually, that's the other good point, where it was just, <laughs> another, it was, it was just a dinosaur, like, and, and it's, uh, it's a battle, but it's just, like, it lasts for, like, 30 seconds in the beginning of the movie, and it's like the Spinosaurus snaps the T-Rex's neck. Yeah, exactly. That's um, cool, but it's not as like grand or meaningful as the one in the uh, Jurassic World. Yeah, Jurassic World and in Jurassic was World. Yeah. Um, I th- as, he'd definitely be like, Jurassic Park would be the best Jurassic Park. <laughs> like, ratings mean nothing. Exactly. Um, well, I did get a solid five, or a receptible five, or whatever Ali called it. Um, oh yeah, because all everything he does gets like less, uh, like four out of ten. Yeah, uh, him and his good friend. Did you see J.K. Actually, I can talk about this later. Never mind. It's not about John Wick. Well, bring it up because I'm I'm trying to get to the movie inside to see what our next movie is. Oh uh, okay. Uh, did you see J.K. Rowling got into a Twitter fight with um, Pierce Morgan? No, I didn't see that. That sounds like. All right, so Pierce so. Pierce Morgan went on. Um, uh, Bill Maher um, last mm-hmm. night, and it, uh, I I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to because uh, apparently it's Bill Maher and Bill Maher. I like Bill Maher a lot, um, <laughs> but apparently Bill Maher just like destroyed um, Pierce Morgan, mm-hmm. and like everyone else uh, hates. Well, because he's a, Pierce Morgan is a giant asshole. He like, is. He is. Let's not like, let's not take anything away from Pierce Morgan. He's a men's rights activist. Uh, but... He is the prolapsed asshole of of uh, news media. Yeah. So he went and then he went on there to try to defend Trump and defend like men's rights, and then just got destroyed. And then um, I think J.K. Rowling said something about it, like, "Oh, like Pierce Morgan sucks." And then Pierce Morgan replied, "This is How why I've never read a single you. page of Harry Potter." That was his <laughs> like comeback. And then uh, she, I forget, so then she like just ripped them apart. She was like, uh, hmm. I'm looking at the other movies that are coming uh, out. She said, um, he said, this is why I've never read a single word of Harry Potter. And then she responded, because you had a premonition that one day the author would roar with laughter and seeing you called out for your bullshit on live TV. And then Billy Baldwin said, amazing what an attention-seeking whore Pierce Morgan turned out to be. Almost as bad as scum-sucking bottom drawer and Coulter. <laughs> then Pierce Morgan responded to that and said to Billy Baldwin, mate, at least I'm one of the top three most talented brothers in my family. <laughs> then, which is a pretty good comeback. <laughs> then Billy Baldwin responded, uh, pretty talented family, so I accept Make sure you and your producers keep begging me to come back on your next political talk show. Hashtag hack. <laughs> uh, so I, I think Billy Baldwin is in the top three Baldwin brothers because I think there are three Baldwin brothers. 
Uh, there are five. The, no, the there are four. That family guy yeah. told me there are four because it's, it's Alec feeding his other brothers, and the other four of them are all like breastfeeding off of Alec Baldwin. Yeah, because it's Alec, Stephen, Billy. I don't know who the other one is. So I found a March's movie, so let's go ahead and pick our March movies. Um, we're definitely gonna do Logan because uh, we we just do all. I think we just at this point just do all superhero movies. Um. So we have Logan, and that's on March 3rd. We also have Kong Skull Island, and that opens on March 10th. So that's the beginning of the month. Now, for the rest of the month, there's Beauty and the Beast, which we can do or not. Um, yeah. the, the Belko Experiment which looks like a decent horror movie created by, uh, what's his name? Gunn. James Gunn of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, it's about uh, an office building. They showed this trailer, too. An office building... They hire eighty people, and thirty of them have to be. They have to kill thirty of them. Like they have to choose among themselves, but thirty die. Yeah, cool. Um, and like, and if you don't choose, we'll just kill thirty of you at random. So that 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 movie is, and that also opens on March seventeenth. Power Rangers opens March twenty fourth, and Ghost in the Shell opens March thirty first. Um, I'm gonna end up seeing Power Rangers anyway at this point. I'm gonna be that guy going alone to see Power Rangers, but um, and I might end up seeing Beauty and the Beast as well, only because the trailer like gave me chills. Um, oh, also I saw the trailer for Life, which seemed really good. Yeah, oh yeah, that one looks good too. That they showed that one for me. Um, did you see the Beauty and the Beast trailer though? Not before no. this movie, just in general. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I saw it in theaters before Star Wars. And um, it gave me chills because of like the the instrumental of the theme. Like mm-hmm. they play it, it, it's so good. And I, I think the movie's gonna be garbage, but it, it's there. Uh, and then for April, we have oh I forgot they showed this trailer too, The Fate of the Furious. Cool. Um, Is that when he like betrays them or something? Yeah. Okay. Let's let's put it in now, so that way I can say I said this before the movie comes out. He doesn't have to betray them. Or he gets a brain. He's being blackmailed by Charlize Theron into betraying them. He's not actually doing it out of his free will. Hmm. And that's gonna be the like the, the, the twist in the first act is gonna be that he betrays them. Then the third act twist is gonna be, haha, I was playing you too. And then at the end of the movie, Everyone's just gonna be like, "Oh, okay, it's fine," and then you just walk away. Well, we all know that the Fast and Furious movies are known for their like advanced writing. Yeah, exactly. And we all know Vin Diesel is known for his depth as an actor to be able to pull that off. I don't think in any of the Fast and Furious movies he says a single sentence that's more than five words long. <laughs> but I think that's an actual, specific, like a real fact. Um. Yeah, but that's the only one in April, really. Because like, I'm not gonna go see the Case for Christ, the Smurfs movie. Um, to be fair, one of the best movies we saw last year did come out in April, and we had no idea it was coming out. Uh, Sing Street. Yep, Sing Street. Um, and then we also have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two in May. Uh, Alien Covenant's also coming out in May. Oh, of this year? Yeah, I've not seen anything about that. Uh, it's opening against Diary of a Wimpy Kid in the Long Haul. Do you want to hear something that's going to make you feel weird, I think? Because it made me feel a little bit weird. Um, do you know who's playing the yeah. mom now in Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Um, Megan Trainer. No. 
Alicia Silverstone. Oh, I know her. Yeah, she's from Clueless. She's from Clueless, which we'll be talking about in 30 Minute Reviews. Um, She's probably like 30s or 40s now. No, it's just weird because, like, I don't envision her to be that, like, the mom age. And then there's also Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales at the end of May, which we don't have to do that one either. Um, Are you sure? July is a good month for us. I don't know if we've ever talked about what's the matter in July. Um, well, July lightened oh. up a little because they, they spread out what was coming out because originally Wonder Woman was opening. Now Wonder Woman's opening in June. The Mummy is the week after in June. Then Cars 3, which is going to be Cars, Rocky Balboa. Uh, then Transformers the last <laughs> night. Then the sequel May 3. Then going into July, you have Spider-Man Homecoming, War of the Planet of the Apes, Dunkirk, and The Dark Tower. I don't know. Like then, oh, I might read Dark Tower. Um, there's also apparently a untitled Disney fairy tale coming out in December. In uh, oh no, December 2017. It's just Movie Insider never moved it to December. It's still scheduled for July 2018 release. Um, Ugh. August is a weak month though. We we're gonna have to double up on something to make up for August not doing anything. Um. Because we have the Emoji Movie, I'm not seeing that. We have Annabelle 2, and I'm not seeing that. The Nut Job 2, and I'm not seeing that. And then three movies I've never heard of, which I'm not seeing any of those. Um, The Lego Ninjago movie is coming out this September, which is not being done in the style of Ninjago the TV show. You've seen the commercial for Ninjago the TV show on Cartoon Network, right? Yeah. It's being done in the style of the Lego movie, like stop motion. With Legos instead of like animated, like like all the Lego movies that come out on direct DVD. Um, but opening up in September is Marvel's The Inhumans in IMAX for like three days. You know why? Only three days. Why? Because it's a TV pilot being released in IMAX, uh, the first ever <laughs> TV pilot to be released in theaters. Um, we have. Hmm. Was there another Cloverfield movie announced? Not that I know of. In October, you have Kingsman 2, Blade Runner 2049, and My Little Pony the movie all the same day. Then, don't know any of those. Then, Insidious Chapter 4 is the last build on October 20th. I haven't heard of any of the other movies. Then, October 27th is Cloverfield 2017 and Saw Legacy. Both of whom are opening on the 27th. Now, November has Creed 2, no release date attached. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, which we have a potential spoiler for, and we're going to talk about in uh, 30 Minute Reviews. Daddy's Home 2, so get ready for that. Um, Justice League, and then the uh, Pixar movie Coco opening to end out on November 22nd. And December is just going to be... Oh, this is going to be a rough one. Uh, Star I'm really Wars, pissed the last... off about one of those. Why? In December. Um, um, well, there's three big ones, and then figure out which one I'm pissed off about. You're pissed off about Six Billion Dollar Man. No, I don't really have any uh, <laughs> connection to that. Um, let's see, we have Is Jumanji. That That's the one. That, you're pissed off about Jumanji? I'm really fucking annoyed at that. Why? Do I, have, have you read the synopsis of it? No. I'll read it now if you want me to. Okay. Go ahead, read it now. Have you seen the original Jumanji, the masterpiece? I have, but I haven't seen it in some time. Okay, well, it's amazing. So, this one. In a brand new Jumanji adventure, the tables are turned as four teenagers are sucked into Jumanji's world. 
pitted against rhinos, black mambas, and an endless variety of jungle traps and puzzles. To survive the play as characters from the game, Meek Spencer becomes a stupid and girl-crazy jock, Dwayne Johnson. Football jock Fridge becomes a tiny Einstein, Kevin Hart. It's girl Bethany becomes a bookworm professor, Jack Black. And unathletic Martha becomes an Amazonian warrior, Karen Gillen. Hmm. To beat the game and return to the planet Earth with their lives, they'll have to start seeing things in an entirely different way. Okay. There are many things wrong with this. Uh, one, that's not what Jumanji is or how mm-hmm. it works. There's no characters. They're just, like, tokens. Yeah. Like, there's. I don't understand how Jumanji is set in the present day with a football jock. Like I, I'm like so fucking annoyed by this. <laughs> and the the board game, like it's it sucked um, Robin Williams in, and he just lives in the jungle. Like there's nothing like special about it. It's just the jungle, and then things come out of it from like gets transported from it to the jungle. Mm-hmm. Like it's just they're gonna <laughs> ruin it. I hate it so much. Um, but yeah, Jumanji is opening against the six billion dollar man. And Pitch Perfect three uh, on December twenty second against week two of Star Wars: The Last Jedi, which will like bend all three of them over the table and like rape them all at the same time. Like <laughs> it's gonna be it, it's gonna be brutal, and it's gonna be something that they should never they shouldn't be allowed to show on TV. It's gonna be that that bad. Like Pornhub would ban it because of how bad the rape would be. Um. <laughs> Oh, and you know what's opening against Thor Ragnarok? What? Bad Moms 2. That's that not Bad movie, Dads. No, it's called A Bad Moms Christmas. Uh, but there's also a movie coming called Bad Dads, which is from the same peeps. With all three reprising their role. Um, all three of the leads. Um, they're visiting their own mothers for the holidays. Whoa. Um, crazy. Yeah, Pitch Perfect 3, I think that means they don't have any, uh, what's it called? Um, they don't have any faith in it. Which is sad, because the first Pitch Perfect was good, and the second Pitch Perfect was okay. Um, did you see the, did you see the, any of the second Pitch Perfect? I've never seen any of the Pitch Perfect movies. Uh, um, the second one has, like, what's it called? The, um, the guy, the guy and the girl from, oh, Elizabeth Banks, I forgot the other guy's name. Who do the um, the commentary on the on the uh, the acapella converse, uh, competitions? They're hilarious. Because like, um, there's this one Hispanic girl on the team, and the guy goes, "Oh wow, she really earned her green card on that performance." And it's like, um, there, there's one point where it's like they're in the second one, it's international, so it's like they're facing this German team, and it's like this is the most substantial conflict between the United States and Germany ever. <laughs> and there is one suspension of disbelief in the second one because pentatonics is they're competing against pentatonics and they win. Yeah, pentatonics would probably win. Also, I don't yeah, think exactly. pentatonics would go to a competition like that. Yeah, exactly. They don't need that kind of like uh, justification to their existence. Yeah, they're the one acapella group that made it in the history yeah. of acapella groups. I feel yeah, like exactly. there can only be one. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, the world falling chaos. So, yeah, so we'll be back with Logan on March third ish once we find out. When we're going to be going to see that. That took about 20 minutes longer than I wanted to take on talking about Wilds coming out for the rest of the year. Uh, but we don't have to do it again. Ever. For yep. the rest of the year. So we got that out of the way. Yeah. Um, so Logan <laughs> is the next one, then Kong Skull Island. And we also have that in March. 
we'll be back with those.